Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now it's time for Inside the Clubhouse, a show dedicated to the Chicago baseball fan, featuring the best Chicago baseball conversation as well as the big MLB topics, along with the biggest names, greatest guests, and listener interaction, starring score baseball insider Bruce Levine and half of Chicago's number one sports morning show, David Haw, on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, a radio.com sports station presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Good Saturday morning, Chicago. Happy New Year, baseball fans. Dealing, unfortunately, with the same old issues, a lockout that has frozen the game since December 2nd. I am David Haw, along with Bruce Levine. Yeah, we're here. We're back. It's Saturday There's been a lockout for over a month, but we are talking baseball. We are being optimistic, maybe. We're going to be realistic as well. We want to hear from you, 312-644-6767. We are broadcasting live from the Hyundai Score Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. Good morning, Bruce. Welcome back. It's been a while, but Happy New Year to you. Thank you, David. Yeah, it's awesome to be back talking baseball. Sure, we know that there's a middle of a lockout and uh, not much activity going with uh, any type of talk with players and owners at this point. But we're going to fill you in on exactly where everything's at. We're going to talk to you about the game of baseball, about what you love, about what we love. And uh, we are going to inform you about where uh, everything is at for Cubs and White Sox going forward. So our intent is to be uh, a voice to you and to listen to you intently about how you feel about the game and where things are at right now as well at 312-644-6767. And we have guests that will help us do that, Bruce. We have guests that will help us fill the void, if you will. Talk baseball at 930. Sahad of Sharmath from The Athletic uh, will set the priorities for 2022. And we'll talk Cubs a little bit with Sahad of who covers the team and has covered the team for a very long time, put things into context as we look ahead. And also a treat at 10 o'clock, Ozzie Guillen. Ozzie Guillen, former White Sox World Series winning manager, 10 o'clock will join us. We'll talk about, oh, I think just about everything with Ozzie and look ahead at the White Sox season, look back at what was, and just catch up with the guy who's spending his uh, winter in Chicago, from what I understand. I imagine that will be entertaining as well. Bruce, let's start by talking about what maybe no news has been bad news. Been there's been none of it since December 2nd. That's when the lockout began. And I don't understand 
And I think people will will want to know why do you think why do you think they haven't talked yet? Why do you think the two sides remain as far apart as they remain and can't get to the table and when that's going to happen? Money, honey. Uh, it's all about uh, nobody's losing any money right now. Players, uh, for, for people that don't know, and our, our fans who listen to this show are pretty astute, uh, but it's worth mentioning that uh, baseball players do not get paid during uh, the offseason. Their pay is from April 1st until the end of the regular season. That is it. Uh, that's the money that they get. So they are not being disrupted right now. Other than the season tickets and advertising, which I think is a huge uh, ancillary issue, David, for major league teams, uh, they don't look at necessarily that way. They're not losing money because there are no games. There's no major revenue that's being uh, uh, missed right now by Major League Baseball via television, radio, uh, merchandising, I think, has taken a hit. Um, I, I think that that's an issue, you know. Selling of, uh, you know, uniform tops and uh, all the goods that are sold, baseballs, autographed things. I, I think that that's probably hit a uh, hit a wall just a little bit. But uh, honestly, it's all about the revenue stream and uh, that not being missed right now. So there is a, I hate to use the term, David, but there's an arrogancy about both sides right now that, uh, you know, the fans don't really count. Uh, at this point, we have to get the best deal possible for each one of our sides. We have to dis- decide how to divide up the millions of dollars here. And uh, that is it. It's just strictly a business venture right now between two teams that can't, uh, two sides that can't agree. So, Bruce, this is a talk radio show. We are in the talk radio business, the sports media business, if you will. And I think that there's a risk that we see in terms of popularity waning. There's a risk that we see they're taking in terms of pushing people away from the sport. We're in Chicago. The Bulls are hot. We're obsessed with the Bears. This has been a very difficult winter if you're a baseball fan because there's been no speculation about what trades are going to be made and what what signings are going to be coming. And, And I do wonder, we look at it that way. We think that there's a risk, but the arrogance that you speak of how big of a risk does Major League Baseball, do the people involved in the game, the caretakers, if you will, do they think that they're taking? And I'm curious what people out in our audience believe. You know, baseball needs reasons to bring people in. This is giving people a reason to to look away. 312-644-6767. Call us, text us, let us know what you think the risk is involved and how tired you are about dealing with these kinds of work stoppages and labor issues and talk about revenue sharing are you being pushed away from baseball to other things besides sports maybe even you can't assume it's just going to be you know the bulls the bears or something else bruce this could be something where people turn away from baseball altogether yeah well let's be honest about it david uh there's an there's an impact uh in uh our industry as well uh how much consumption is there uh, when we talk to our uh, boss, uh, Mitch Rosen, about the show right now, uh, he's listening, listening closely to the fans. He's listening to whether or not they're interested in it at all. He wants to know that because he's in charge of programming. He wants to put the best sports programming possible out every single day, every single hour uh, 
of, of the week to make sure that he's paying attention to the Chicago fans and what they're interested in. So jobs like ours, shows like ours, uh, they uh, all are uh, impacted by what's going on here. How much new? I'll, I'll give you an example. I went to MLB.com and mm-hmm. I looked up. Uh, I, I looked on the latest information on lockout and uh, you know no no activity. And I do it every day. There hasn't been any new information since uh, December 17th when the both sides met for ancillary issues that are going on in the game of baseball. They talked about you know, uh, sweets on the road, uh, what the, you know, very un- unimportant issues that have to be decided <laughs> once they just, once they get back to handling the major issues. So, David, uh, you know, again, everybody is impacted by uh, this uh, lack of attention that uh, both sides are paying to uh, the fans and the uh, the other sides of the game. It, it's just a difficult situation. And, uh you know, we are a litmus test ourselves every Saturday morning to see what fans think about the game and if they're interested in when it comes back. I want to be challenging Tom Ricketts to afford Carlos Correa. I want to be challenging Carter Hawkins and Jed Hoyer to be going to make that deal to solidify your starting rotation. I want to challenge the White Sox to right. go out and get that second baseman, that right fielder, that starting pitcher that makes them World Series champion caliber of a team. We really can't do that because nothing is happening. And that's the frustrating thing, Bruce. And I, and I think that in our industry, yeah, that's the reality. We can't really address these things because it's sort of irrelevant at this time because nothing's going on. And we do want to listen to the fans. And, and I think baseball is ignoring the fan base and they're putting them through another work stoppage, labor issue, their people want to just cover their ears and, and look away and, and find something else to keep them busy. But we want to listen to the fans because we're here for you this morning. 312-644-6767. And the score listener line is powered by BetQL. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com, Bruce. And that's where we find Jack in Hillside. Jack, welcome to Inside the Clubhouse. Uh, thank you. Uh, welcome back, fellas, and Happy New Year. Um, so I, I originally thank had you. a question. Sure. Uh, I had a question originally about, uh, uh, you know, pitching staffs and how they're made up, how the nature of the game is changing, how management maybe is uh, slow to adjust to the changing realities of their of their sport. And, but what you fellas are talking about, Bruce, you know, this is almost to me like going from the uh, – Sports section to the sociology section, or uh, you know, they, what role baseball plays, how how it's really just uh, part of corporate America. So, what you're looking for in terms of protecting your game, uh, you know, our sport that we love, I see it also as a, it's just a product. It's just another thing in the marketplace. The way the ownership deals with it, the fact that it's baseball is almost irrelevant. To them, it could be anything that's a TV product that's marketable that makes money, and their decisions kind of flow from that. So the labor, the material, which is all the players, you know, start, we think of them as players, and we love the game. And I think our problems with ownership, especially Ricketts and some of the rich guy ownerships, is they're just—it's a completely different animal for them. Thanks for the phone call. Jump right in there, David. Yeah. What are your thoughts, yeah, David? It, well, I, I do think that it's it's tiresome 
Bruce. I, I think that what we have been forced to do as as a baseball fan community, and and sometimes uh, in terms of the uh, other sports as well, but especially now, I think that you're you you can't look at just the the 40 man roster or the starting rotation or baseball issues. Everything else you have to bring into it, and I think people eventually get bored with it. Even though we have to address it, we're responsible in trying to address it. But it's it's just something that I think fans eventually start to tune out. Here's what really upsets me, David. And this really upsets me as a fan and as a, a consumer of the game as well as somebody that's reported on it for, for 40 years now. And that is, in 2020, we had 60 ball games. Okay, no fans in the stands. In 2021, it took until June, middle of June, in some cases near July, for all fans to be able to come back into the ballparks, okay? So basically, we're going back to 2019, when the last time a full season of fans in the stands. And both sides are sitting there uh, on their hands right now, David, and acting like nothing has changed since 2019. Whereas a lot of people, I insist, a lot of people have found other things to do with their summers than go to baseball games, okay? Uh, during the pandemic, they were forced to because you couldn't go to a baseball game. During last season, uh, half of a year, just about, uh, only a certain percentage of fans could go to the game. And it was a, uh, it, it was a, a math quiz to figure out who could go in, who couldn't. Uh, did you mask or did you did you not mask? Were you going to get sick or you weren't going to get sick? Uh, these things are being ignored, in my opinion, by both sides like they never happened. And that frosts me a little bit. Well, it should. It should frost every baseball fan, Bruce, because that's a bad direction to go in for a game that has been very open about wanting to make it more accessible for everyone, especially fans of a younger age, not of a certain age, but the younger fan is going away from baseball for reasons that you just articulated. You know, the Tech Zone, 312-644-6767. The Tech Zone is brought to you by Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin. Save time. Shop online at rosenhyundai.com. Bruce, get a lot of activity there. Here's one of the 815. Baseball owners like the Ricketts are slowly but surely killing the goose that laid the golden egg. You have also someone saying, 312, it's an unfortunate reality, but I'm not angry about it. Once they come to an agreement, I'll be as enthusiastically consuming the product as I ever have. So that's honest. And, and I think somebody yeah. who, you're, there are going to be some people that are just going to, through thick and thin, they're going to love baseball and they're always going to come back. I, I think you're right. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I know that other strikes and other work stoppages, gosh, I've covered them uh, since the uh, early 1980s, uh, people have come back. But don't forget the lesson from uh, 1994, where it took uh, baseball a long time to come back. And it, it took uh, Cal Ripken breaking the Gehrig record. It took uh, uh, something that turned out to be kind of fake in uh, the Sosa-McGuire battle to uh, break Roger Maris's record and set new records uh, to get people back. That was uh, that was five years down the line from 1994 uh, before uh, fans started to come back. So d don't mess with fans. They're smarter than you think they are. Okay, they're loyal to a point. But again, 
There's other issues in baseball, David, that make it more difficult. And that is the lack of excitement in the game right now that gives baseball fans pause as well as to watching the game that they used to love. And they don't necessarily like it. Or maybe a better way to phrase it, David, is they're still adjusting to the new way baseball is played. Great point, Bruce. Let's go to one of those smart fans. John is in Streamwood. John, welcome inside the clubhouse. Hey, thank you guys for having me. I'm absolutely thrilled to be talking at least something about baseball this morning. <laughs> so here, here, here's my biggest hang-up here, is that for me as a baseball fan, I don't put any of the blame on the players for this because I don't really see the labor as the side that's in the wrong here. Owners in professional sports in general, but especially in baseball, have this arrogance to them that they can't lose money, that they need to be making money constantly. That's not how owning a business works. Owning a business is a risk. And why is it that in Major League Baseball, that risk has to be completely removed for these owners to be happy? And then I want to jump to Rob Manfred for a second, because it seems like at every turn, Rob Manfred has done whatever he can to make this game less fun for young people and less accessible. If you watch college baseball, these kids, you know, kid gets plunked by a pitch and they get down and they have a sprint to first base, something that would get a ball thrown at him the next time he comes up. And his dugout's going crazy. The fans are going nuts. And that's just having fun. And that sort of stuff doesn't fly in Major League Baseball. So if there is a work stoppage this summer and there's a dad with his son or daughter or mom with a son and daughter who love baseball or softball listening, I really challenge you, find a college baseball game, find an independent league team to go support where the game is really fun and really pure because the powers that be are trying really, really hard to alienate us. And we have to kind of show them that, we're the ones in control here with our wallets and with our time and our viewing of, you know, where our eyeballs are in terms of screen time. Because if we go away, there is no major league baseball. And I mean, I guess it's true. I don't want it. I don't want it to come to that. I love baseball. I'm, you know, a younger man myself at 31. I grew up in the summer of 98 with the home run chase. I didn't know it was fraudulent then with steroids and I, you know, but my memories of going to Wrigley field with my parents are still there. Those things didn't take those fun times away from me. I just, I'm really concerned that there isn't going to be another summer of 98 for another, for another kid from the Chicago suburbs or from wherever they're from to go have that magical summer day at Wrigley or to have that at guaranteed rate and watch the game that, you know, at this age, they don't know if they really love it yet, but give them a chance to fall in love with this great game. So that's great phone call, great, Bruce. Yeah, Thanks yeah, for making wonderful it. Wonderful call. Uh, I, I, I love the passion, David. Uh, you know, you, you hear in John's voice the passion of how much he loves the game, of how much he thinks the game is being hurt right now, and, and he's putting it mostly on the owners. Uh, I will tell you this. Okay, I don't think there's a, a side to root for. I don't. I don't believe you root for the the players or the owners in this. 
Um, from what I understand, the revenue split is somewhere close to 51% player side right now. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Does that include all local TV, all local radio, all uh, local advertising? I, I'm not sure that. I, I just know the number of 51%. If you look at the NBA and the NHL uh, and the NFL, percentages are mostly uh, 51%, 52% ownership, uh, 47%, 48% for players. So from that perspective, I don't think, I don't think you can be, from my perspective, on a side, okay? I don't think I don't think we right. uh, we can analyze properly by taking a side and hoping that uh, ownership and general managers are going to come on our show and be happy about it because we took their side, or if we take the player's side, we're going to get more players. That doesn't come into the equation. Uh, what it, what it's all about right now is it's big business. It's eleven billion dollars every single year that's being divided up. It's a huge industry. It's going to get bigger and and much bigger with streaming and gambling uh, as we go forward here. These are other revenue streams that are going to be talked about and dealt with before they come up with a new CBA. Bruce, there's a lot of passion out there. It's great to hear from the callers who have been maybe building. This has been building up for over a month or so. Also, the text are 630. Steroids brought back baseball the 94 what scandal will it take this time 630 again how do you make baseball more accessible when you get rid of the affiliates at the the minor league teams you're making it harder to see the product and then finally before we get back to uh, the phone lines 312 says fans of the game have settled for 60 game seasons as long as there is a season not too many fans will mind this period they will keep coming back I don't know, Bruce. It's a very big risk. I, I think that that's uh, probably true. Cynically, it, you know that people will keep coming back because they love their teams. They're kind of loyal to the the game. It's the soundtrack of everyone's summer. But they're playing around. They're playing with fire here. I, I think there are more options these days than there used to be, especially back in '94. Let's close out this segment by going back to the phone lines. Ron, our buddy, is on the south side. Happy New Year, Ron. Happy New Year, gentlemen, and I have to say happy anniversary to the score. I've been with it since day one, so I had to say that. Um, it was interesting. The caller said that he was a baseball fan. He said he was 31. He was uh, age 31. I've been a mm-hmm. baseball fan 52 years, <laughs> so just a little perspective. Wow. And um but you know, yeah, it's it's very frustrating. Actually, very disturbing when I think of, you know, hot stove baseball. To me, is just as good as the regular season. Just talking yeah, about baseball, and uh, me and my, my me and my buddies at work. That's what we were talking about. It's nothing to, and, and particularly guys, as a White Sox friend, Dave, you mentioned it. You know, the second base, the pitcher, the right field. When you've been to the Playoff, you ready to to get back at it, guys? I mean, and this certainly, you know, I, I this I, nothing can replace baseball uh, in in my life. Uh, so yeah, I'll I'll come back. But they're not interested in me. They know I'm going to come back. But as I say, you know, I'm a senior citizen. But to grow the game, you know, they're going to have to reach out to. Them. And lastly, I think about when I was went down to uh, Camelback and. 
how excited I was, you know, going to spring training. And so you have people who may have wanted to plan on going to spring training games. And, you know, I think about the hotel and the tourists. All oh, that has been disruptive. So I, 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 I say that, guys, but I just appreciate you all being back and just talking anything about baseball. I mean, it's, it's just my number one pack. I love nothing more. I love jazz, too. But other than that, man, I just love talking <laughs> baseball and talking baseball all year with you guys. You know, David, we, we talked all during the week. So thank you, guys. And we'll yep. pretty soon we're going to be talking about some uh, – baseball trades and some signings and let's get this season going. Thank you very much, guys. Thanks, Ron. Appreciate the phone call. And Bruce, he likes jazz too. So maybe next week you can perform for him. If we're not talking baseball, I will do anything I can to entertain our, our Chicago baseball <laughs> fans. Uh, I will, I will dance. Uh, I will sing. I will. Uh, well, let's I, not I mean, do that. Okay. Oh, you don't want to see me dance. Bruce, singing it? and dancing, no. If you want to play the, the tenor sax, I'm all for that. But uh, singing well, you and know dance what? is where uh, I draw the line. JeffVook.com is on your side. Uh, <laughs> we, owe, we owe Vook That's a couple free. of extra promos uh, because yeah. of the fact that we were off for the last couple of weeks. And Jeff Vukovic, Nationwide Insurance, 44 years serving Chicagoland. And uh, we will be back with Sahadev Sharma. He is Bruce Levine. I'm David Hall. Yeah, we got a lot of great show ahead for you. We have Ozzie Guillen at 10 o'clock. And when we come back from The Athletic, he covers the Cubs. Sahadev Sharma here on Inside the Clubhouse, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. I think that there are ways to say, look, you cannot go out. You can reset your roster. That's fine. There's a year that 
you, you need to wait one year uh, to get some guys back to go and compete again, fine. But you can't do it for three, four, or five years. It's not fair to your fans. Welcome back inside the clubhouse, Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score, David Hall, Bruce Levine, here until 11 o'clock. Talking baseball. Yeah, we're talking baseball. We know about the lockout, but we are here for you. And that was Ian Happ last month talking to Dan and Layla on the midday show about where things are. And we are pleased to welcome into the program now. We're going out to the guest hotline sponsored by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. That's where we find Sahadev Sharma of The Athletic. He covers the Cubs very well. Good morning, Sahadev, and Happy New Year. Happy New Year, guys. Thanks for having me on. So let's start with how you are uh, covering a sport and a team that's not making any news in the midst of this lockout. You are uh, obviously celebrating the good news. Congratulations, The Athletic, with the news this week being bought by the New York Times, joining that family. That's a great that's a great moment for the athletic. It's a great uh, step and in, in progress for sports media in general, Sahadev. So congratulations on that. But how would you describe your job during this phase of uncertainty and the lockout? Oh yeah, I mean it's. I guess we we were prepared for it with the pandemic and uh, a lot more stressors, you know, in our life at that point in time, right? But. Uh, it's it's not fun. It's it's not nearly as fun as, as getting prepared to go to spring training in a month. Uh, I, I'd much rather know where where I'd be a month from now and and be talking about baseball and free agent signings and and what have the Cubs followed up after bringing in Marcus Stroman. But yeah, it's you know there's a lot of minor league stuff you can talk about. Well, I shouldn't say there's a decent amount. It, it, it's not a, a ton of stuff going on, unfortunately. There's some interesting camps that the Cubs are putting together, and, and the, they do have an interesting minor league system, so you can dive into that. And it's, uh, it's, it's not nearly as fun as covering games or, or the hot stove, but, uh, but there are things you can get by with. And, and like I said, I, I think the pandemic kind of mentally prepared us for this, unfortunately. And uh, I, I really wish at the time – you know, a month or two ago, I really was hoping that uh, cooler heads would prevail and that the pandemic had kind of set everyone up to say, we can't do this. We can't extend a lockout deep into spring training. Uh, and I also prepared myself to get pessimistic around this time. And, and we are, I think everyone is a bit more pessimistic now at this point because uh, I just hope cooler heads prevail, but these two sides just do not seem to be in the same headspace or or want to give in and and they just aren't very happy with each other at the moment so how did when you uh when you look at both sides do, do you take sides do you take management side do you take ownership side uh, do you let that color your judgment uh when you write when you uh perceive when you come on shows like ours to talk about uh baseball does that uh, does that come into the mix uh what part of Sahadev Sharma's uh, work and also the fact that you're a fan of the game uh, come into play when you try to figure this out? Yeah, you know, I don't write a ton about this since uh, The Athletic has some great uh, journalists who, who cover this stuff, but, I, you know, I, I try not to let my personal feelings uh, come into my work unless I'm writing something that's specific opinion specifically opinion if i'm just reporting i try not to let that come in uh overall i think you know 
the ownership side has won a lot of these uh, battles over the past few years. So if anything, right. it needs to go the other way, at, at least slightly. I'd, I'd love for uh, I'd love for things to be a little bit more balanced in that sense. It, you know, I, I've talked to people who, who agree with that in the sense that to really get it fair, it, it's not it's not going to happen in one bargaining session and in, in one you know CBA just because what you need is for things to kind of be blown up and, and restructured altogether, and that's just not realistic right now. Uh, there's they're, they're just so far apart on things that that really coming together and, and restructuring a truly fair agreement isn't isn't realistic. So, you know, I do think things need to go a little bit more in the player's direction at the moment, uh, but that's not always the case. There are situations where where uh, what what owners want or are pushing for makes sense. I just think when you when you start off by saying we're not discussing financial matters, you know, back in early December when they were talking about that, then then what's the point? What what are you talking about then? Because that's that's really what this all is about. Talking to our good friend Sahad of Sharma from the Athletic, he covers the Cubs and had a really interesting story at the end of December, kind of capping. Uh, the last year and looking ahead to next year, Sahadov, and I enjoyed those predictions, your five predictions. And I wanted to ask you about one because I think people are a little bit hungry just to debate a baseball topic. And I got a kick out of the fact that you are predicting pretty good things in 2022 for Frank Schwindel, but maybe not so good things for the opposite corner infielder, Patrick Wisdom. You see these two guys who were big surprises in 2021, maybe going divergent paths in 2022. Is that accurate? Yeah, well, you know, let's go with Wisdom first here. In the sense, when I, when I say I don't expect him to to repeat that, I mean, that's, I, I, can't, I don't know the exact number of homers he hit, but he was close to 30, right? And, I mean, yeah, that's, right. <laughs> that's really hard to pull off. I, I think... When you strike out that much, he needs his strikeout rate to drop considerably for me to really believe that this guy can, can keep that up. Uh, is he a, a potentially a really strong part-time bat? You play him against the right matchups, guys that can't get the fastball up. Uh, play him against those guys, guys that, that you know, sinker guys, whatever it may be. Find the right matchups. Put him in the lineup. He's a solid defensive third baseman. We saw that. He can play defense. That's something that I think should keep him in the league, that the power bat and, and the defense. And, and the guy, I mean, Bruce has talked to him. You guys, I'm not sure how much you've talked to him, David, but he's, he seems like a guy that really works hard. He's got his head on straight. Uh, I can say the same about Schwindel. They, they just seem to really have enjoyed the success that they finally had at the big leagues. Uh, it's really the strikeouts and that hole at the top of the zone where that's where pitchers live right now with their fastballs. That's my biggest concern. Can he adjust? Yes, it's certainly possible, but I have to see it before I can say, like, yeah, this this guy's made the adjustment, and that's a really hard adjustment to make. We've seen so many hitters kind of struggle with making that adjustment with the fastball up. With Schwindel, it's kind of the opposite. He doesn't strike out. He's not going to put up those insane numbers over the course of a full season, but he, he puts the ball in play, which we've seen over the years. The Cubs have struggled to find players that do that. Uh, he hits for power. He, he he pulls the ball a lot, and there's some little little things that I noticed that aren't great for the future. But if he can put together like a 130 OPS plus over the course of a season, that's I mean that's that's a really strong player. He's not a great defender, obviously, but 
but you, you get that out of a guy that you, you know, that was DFA'd essentially, you'll, you'll take that any day of the week. So how does Sharma of the Athletic joining us on Inside the Clubhouse? He's David. I'm Bruce. We're here with you 24, um, 24, I wish it was 24 hours a day, but uh, 52 <laughs> weeks out of the year, every Saturday talking baseball, and hopefully more baseball will be coming our way pretty soon. So how do, uh, what type of uh, grades do you give Jed Hoyer for stepping outside of his comfort zone and bringing in a new general manager, new assistant general manager, uh, other people who have been successful in other organizations, uh, young up-and-coming people that have a, a, a look at the game a little differently than maybe some of the Cub people that have been around for a long time. Not to knock the people that are there right now, they're all good people, but your perspective on where Jed has gone as far as his new hirings. Yeah, I, I think you you have to be optimistic by by that if you're a Cubs fan. I mean, I, I I'd hesitate to just give them an A because you want to see results, uh, but it's it's a good grade. You, you have to give them a B or some somewhere around there because, I mean, you talk about the organizations that they're pulling uh, people from, and and you have to include the the hitting coach too. That's Tampa Bay. We're talking about Houston with assistant uh, GM and in Cleveland with uh, Carter Hawkins. I mean, these, these are really respected organizations for what they do, specifically what they're capable of doing, player development. Uh, Tampa Bay is brilliant at that. Uh, Cleveland has just, uh, you know, produces pitcher after pitcher after pitcher. Even this past season, I mean, you look at some of the pitchers that kind of turned a corner this year for that Cleveland staff, and it's, it's, it's mind-boggling how they repeatedly do that. They trade away great pitchers and then have more coming up through the system or they trade for someone that people thought was was a bust and, and they're able to maximize that talent. And it sounds like Carter, Carter Hawkins is already having an influence in the pitching development. I know Craig Breslow immediately has started leaning on him and and in the sense that Carter sees what, what they're doing and, and seems to – agree with the direction and, and says they're on the right path, which is, I, I think that should be encouraging for fans as well. Uh, we all know how, how difficult it's been for this organization to develop pitching. Uh, if, if they've found something that works, if in the next few years we're talking about pitchers uh, like Jordan Wicks or DJ Hers or something, or any of those guys that, that, are, that are coming up through the system, if, if they've really found something that, that could be what, the missing ingredient as far as sustained success and really being able to put a winner in year after year and not have to worry about just relying on free agency and getting lucky in a Jake Arrieta trade or a Kyle Hendricks trade, right? So that's that's probably one of the bigger developments of this offseason that they've really reshaped this front office and, and the coaching staff. And, and it's starting to look like a – I mean, it's been a modern front office, but really, really embracing the – the, you know, the future of the game. So how do, so the moment that the lockout ends and we're presuming it will end uh, hopefully in time for opening day to be on schedule, but we saw last month, Cub fans are singing Christmas carols to Carlos Correa. They are trying to win him over. How realistic is it that Tom Ricketts, that Jed Hoyer are going to pursue Carlos Correa? And I guess what people really want to know is, how if they do decide to go in that direction, can they pull it off? 
I think they're absolutely going to pursue him. They have to look into that. I don't think this is a front office that crosses anyone off off their list. They're you know they uh, outside of uh, you know Kevin Gaussman when it came to pitchers, they they were in on a lot of pitchers. They uh, I mean outside of Robbie Ray, I think Robbie Ray had the uh, whoever had the qualifying offer attached to them. That that's the that's the, the two things that I look at are the qualifying offer and the years, right? So they're, they they'll they'll go for Carlos Correa even though he has that qualifying offer attached because he's a he's a young player and it's just a it's a talent that is hard to find. Go look at next year's free agent class. There there aren't a lot of uh, names that pop out at you. He's 27 years old. You can build around him, even if you don't think next year's the year. It makes sense. But are they going to win a bidding war for him? Are they going to give him 10 years? I'd be surprised if that happens. So it's, it's, it makes sense for them to go after him. Uh, money isn't the only thing that matters here. It's really about years and how they allocate those funds going forward. Uh, I'd be surprised if they end up winning that battle for Carlos Correa, but I – I don't think it's a surprise at all that they're interested in going after someone like that. Let me give you a scenario where uh, they do win, and that is it's a seven-year contract. In the first two years, you pay him uh, a higher AAV than Mike Trout gets, which is the most by a position player in the game. Uh, You give him also the options of opt-outs in years three, four, and uh, it's a win-win for both the Cubs and for the player who uh, gets the most money up front and can go ahead and get more money down the line. Your thoughts? Yeah, no, I I think that makes a lot of sense. You give him a high early AAV, you know, just something that's kind of wild. Why not? Give him two, three, Mm -hmm. give an opt out after two or three years, uh, go crazy with the early AAV, uh, get, you know, but also give him the backdrop of this is seven years. If you, you know, if you do get hurt or you do struggle for some unforeseen reason, uh, then he's he's got a safety net there. I mean, there are some risks, obviously, but it, I mean that that makes a ton of sense. I I just wonder if the Cubs are willing to do that. Is a team that's going all in right now willing to push a little further? It, perhaps, perhaps not. Perhaps the, because the Cubs have so much flexibility currently and, and in the immediate future. Well, I guess in you know in the long term they have. They have plenty of financial flexibility. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it could make it could make sense, and they could be the aggressor in that sense. You need a draw, uh, Sahadev. You need a draw, David. You need a guy that can uh, also uh, be uh, a, a person that brings other free agents back to Chicago with interest. Yeah. You have to reestablish yourself. So, from all that, uh, you know, I, I think it's I think it's just something that's going to be workable and that they're going to pay a lot of attention to. And, and look at this, Bruce. I mean, look at their pitching staff right now. I like it. I like it much better than what they had going into last year. But these, these top three guys, Hendricks, Miley, and Stroman, they all put the ball in play. You can't go in next year without upgrading your uh, defensive infield. You bring in the Platinum Gold Club winner at shortstop, that's easy, that easily upgrades the infield. And then you, you can really move Nico around. You figure things out at the corners. I mean, that's that completely changes the defensive uh, infield dynamic, and it really, really makes the pitching staff look that much better. You add some uh, bat missers to the bullpen. 
suddenly you're talking about a team that has a chance to uh, surprise. I, I still don't think it's a likely scenario. I would bet against it, it it's, but it, it, it makes so much sense when you lay it out that way. Great stuff, Sahada. We really appreciate it. Stay, stay, uh, uh, stay uh, uh, in there with uh, covering this lockout and keep up the good work. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, guys. Sahad of Sharma. Yep, from the Athletic Covers the Cubs, Bruce. And when we come back, I want to explore that idea of the Carlos Correa contract. You have been busy. You have talked about this. We haven't been back on the air since your creative uh, plan to pursue Correa was discussed and you were uh, going on Houston radio stations to explain it. I want you to explain it here inside the clubhouse, Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. That is planning another run. RBI for Correa. And Altuve, who was called safe at second base, comes around to score on the RBI hit by Carlos, his second RBI of the night. Welcome back to the Clubhouse, Chicago Sports Radio 670 to score. David Hall, Bruce Levine. We've got Isaac Guillen coming up at 10 o'clock, Bruce, but that was a highlight from Fox Sports. Thank you very much for that highlight. Carlos Correa, another RBI. We haven't been on the air on Inside the Clubhouse here since you broke a little news uh, over the holiday season, Bruce, about the creative way the Cubs will approach or could plan to approach Carlos Correa in the way of contract length, which might be something that makes his contract size more palatable. I think the, let's concentrate on what we talked to Sahadov about a little bit, and okay. we talked about it a little bit before, but I think it's important. Most standard contracts for superstars like Correa now come automatically with opt-outs, okay? Opt-outs are there because of the ever-changing market. Uh, the, I mean, you know, again, the reality of Correa, and, and in most places he's listed as a player that should make somewhere between 26 and $30 million. Uh, why is it low in a lot of people's estimations? Because the fact that he has had injury situations, he has had some back issues. These are concerns for certain teams out there. But in reality, uh, he is a platinum gold glove winner at shortstop. He is a huge, and I mean huge, big-time player. Go and look at Carlos Correa's uh, 80 games or whatever or what, whatever amount that he's played uh, in the playoffs over the last five or six years. And he has come up big in all playoff scenarios. So from that perspective, this guy brings a tremendous amount to you uh, as a uh, – marketing tool as a player as a guy that's played big championship games a seven-year contract with an average aav which is the average annual value of a contract which is right around 32 33 million dollars he's in line for but as we talked about before uh, mike trout's going to make somewhere around 35 36 million this year fine pay him 36 Point five million for the next two years. Give him an opt out for the following two. Uh, set yourself up for being uh, a world champion again, and also sell the hell out of your product. Sell the hell out of your tickets and out of your marketing uh, and, and your ability to uh, sell advertising. This guy answers all of that for you. I'm not saying he won't break down. I'm not saying this is the best idea in the world. 
I'm saying as far as modern baseball goes right now, David, yep. this would be the right move for the Chicago Cubs. Bruce, it's a good idea. I, I like it a lot. 312 Texter points this out. I want to know if you agree. The Cubs, as presently constituted, are a starless team. They're in the entertainment business. They need to sign someone, anyone, to get fans excited, and they may have to overpay, but that is the price of poker. They put themselves in this position. That's a good text. That's understanding the landscape. Those are acknowledging the things that you just described, baseball realities, if you will. Carlos Correa is a platinum glove shortstop who is in the middle of the lineup you could foresee in the next five to seven to ten years. But you know what? He's also a superstar. He's a celebrity, and when you have your own television network, you need somebody to replace the stars that you traded away last July. He fits here, David, right now. The Yankees are not going to make a big push from what I understand. The Red Sox have an all-star shortstop. Houston is another place where he makes sense, okay? I think it's the Cubs, and I think it's Houston as far as teams that want him, need him, and can afford him. That is how I look at it from my perspective right now on January the 8th. Well, you want to stay right here for your perspective because we have Ozzie Guillen coming up. We'll get his perspective. He also belongs here, but stay tuned to the score all day. We're talking baseball now, but the NFL Week 18 begins later here. Coverage begins at 3. The Chiefs and the Broncos followed by the Cowboys and the Eagles right here on the score. But next, we have Ozzie Guillen, the World Series winning White Sox manager, the score staple, the guy that you want to hear from to brighten your morning right here inside the clubhouse, Chicago Sports Radio 6-7 to score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh. 